the process the podcast i'm your hostess ebony ishaya holyfield aka eeh today's episode is about transition specifically how to transition through i'm sure we've heard the term transition one million times but when is the last time you actually looked it up to know what transition means I'm sure it's been a minute and that's what I'm here for. So I looked it up for you. So before we jump into this subject, let's first figure out what exactly we're talking about. Transition means the process or a period of changing from one condition to another. We all go through transitions in life, right? But it takes a conscious decision to grow through a transition to land in a healthier position. There aren't right or wrong destinations necessarily, but let's just say there are healthier destinations or stronger decisions that we can always choose. If you're looking for happier, more fulfilling destinations, here's how I believe you can get there. Number one, stand in your power. You are not a victim. And let me clarify concerning victim because I was once told in, let's say an argument, we can call it an argument, it was definitely that. I was told in an argument, Ebony, you act like you're the victim. And in that moment, I had so many conflicting and contrasting thoughts because I'm thinking to myself, I am the victim, like what are you talking about? But then also I had the feeling of, why would I ever want to be a victim? And maybe they're right, however, To clear that up today, I actually looked up the word victim and it says a person harmed, injured, or killed as a result of a crime, accident, or other event or action. And so based upon this definition, a lot of times we are victims. Harm has happened to us. We were injured through events or actions. So that part is true, but we always throw in there, you are not a victim. Well, According to this definition, we may be a victim, but this is what I will add. We don't have to stay a victim. That's how you stand in your power. Making up in your mind that you deserve and can have better changes the trajectory of you being a victim. And you have to be able to stand in your power in order to make it through a transition. Sometimes being a victim makes us feel comforted in the weirdest way. It makes us feel like, oh, I have a reason why I can't get out of this. I have a reason why I don't have to do the work. And that makes us feel safe sometimes in the weirdest way. Sometimes in the midst of our hurt, in the midst of our dysfunction, we can feel safe in that, especially when we've experienced hurt and dysfunction more than we have experienced peace happiness, joy, and all of that good stuff. 
but you have to stand in your power in order to make it through a transition. Also, let me clarify, when I speak of transitions, I'm speaking of um, getting out of a relationship or transitioning into a new relationship. It can be a job change. It can be in the midst of what we're going through now with the coronavirus and just trying to navigate how to become productive again, how to get um, out of your mind and out of your head from work and worry mode into a space of more peace and relaxation where you can truly rest emotionally. Um, transition looks like a lot of different things. Transition looks like a death where someone has passed away and now you're looking to see what your new normal will look and feel like. Transition also looks like your children growing up and moving out of the nest and now your life is changing. There's so many different transitions that we're all going through in life. So this is relevant to us all. And in order to not only survive, but to thrive, we have to transition through. So I just wanted to bring some clarity as to where this is coming from and what situations you can take these tips and apply it to. Okay, so back to standing in our power. Sometimes based upon our upbringing and past circumstances, we learn that all we can receive is what we see. Whether that's miserable relationships, arguing 24-7, chaos, confusion, violence, poverty, manipulation, selfishness, a lack of education, or self-esteem. Regardless of what the walls of your childhood and young adulthood look like, it doesn't mean you have to paint your current walls that same color. You are worthy of growth and experiencing a lifestyle you're in awe and proud of. Let me say that again. You are worthy and deserving of creating a lifestyle that you're in awe of. In awe, like you should be flabbergasted. You should be taken aback. You should be mesmerized by what you created. If you can't use those words based upon what you see in your mind and what you're creating, I'm going to challenge you to think bigger, to dream bigger, to know that you are deserving of more. You should feel good about your life. You should feel overwhelmed with gratitude based upon what you and God have created, you know, and if it has not fully manifested yet, you should be in awe of what you and God are creating. I've worked towards getting to this place through prayer, therapy, educating myself through books, testimonials, and learning from others who've overcome what I'm looking to escape. A prayer that I say often is, I ask God to show me myself the way that God sees me. If I'm created in the image of God, I'm a good thing, a valuable thing, a beautiful thing with a mission and a purpose. When I asked God that, I started liking what I saw in the mirror. I started falling in love with the movements and the gestures that once made me shrink. I started to not only tolerate, but celebrate who I was at any given stage. It was in that place where I recognized that I was already great and therefore I was already enough and deserving and most importantly, worthy of all that I'm asking for. Number two, be the change. Be ready to do the work, the self-work. What does the work look like? 
It looks like focusing on changing you instead of the circumstances around you. We oftentimes think that if our circumstances change, we would then change. If I got the man or the woman, I would be nicer. If I got the job with the raise, I would show up and do a better job at work. If my family was less dysfunctional, I would contribute more and be nicer to them. I would argue to say that those circumstances probably affect you the way that they do because you haven't changed yet. I know it's cliche, but those circumstances would probably change or you would attract something different if you first changed. I know, I know that's a hard truth to swallow. I used to hate it as well when some wise, mature, ready to heal person came my way talking that truth too. However, this is an example of how I choose to understand it. Have you ever been in someone's house and it's beautiful, it's super clean, and everything is meticulously placed? If so, you probably were scared to sit down, didn't want to drink anything from being afraid that you would spill and mess something up. We are the same as that owner of that beautiful home. It's only beautiful because the owner decided that they belonged in a beautiful space. So they made investments and decided that every object had a rightful place and they were going to take care of it. Based upon what the owner decided and the atmosphere the owner created, it then compelled the guest to follow suit and be on their best behavior. I say that to say, don't worry about the guests, aka the circumstances. They'll fall into place once you fall into place. Start carrying yourself and doing for yourself how you would like to be treated. Start exuding the confidence, the love, the support, the stimulating conversations and forgiveness that you're always looking for others to bring your way. Be the light and you will eventually attract the light. We have been placed in contrasting circumstances so that we can change, not the other way around. Be and do what it is you want to receive and watch with patience, discipline, and bravery how your life will eventually change. We have been placed in contrasting circumstances so that we can change. Oftentimes when we're in hot water, it allows us to then realize this is not what I want. And the beauty of knowing what it is that you don't want is the fact that you now know what it is that you do want. Without those contrasting situations, we would never know that. So be grateful for the contrasting circumstances and recognize you now have an understanding of where it is that you want to go and you can now start doing more of the work on how to get there. So be and do what it is you want to receive and watch with patience, discipline, and bravery how your life will start to change. Number three, get ahead of the ball. Develop an quote unquote ahead of the game mentality. This is where you'll start to think beyond this present quarter of the game. When I decided that I wanted to be a homeowner, it was in 2019. 
but I didn't plan to manifest that home until 2020. I got ahead of the game by planning my 2020 and the beginning of 2019. I did that because I was ready to bust loose and get out of old patterns that have gotten me into ruts of doing the work in last minute increments and getting my mind out of that, that old cycle of I want to see it manifested now in this moment and the next two weeks and the next six months. Anything that is ever going to be great requires preparation. And sometimes you have to do pre-planning in order to get to that destination. Greatness takes time and it also requires you to project your vision into time and space that has not yet arrived. Everything doesn't need to manifest now. Quality things and experiences require patience and planning. It's 2020 now, friends, and it's a great time for you to ponder on what the atmosphere and action plan will look like for you in 2021 and even in 2022. I've had the pleasure of working at Tyler Perry Studios as well as my current job at the world's busiest airport. And one of the things that I've noticed while working with them as well as just studying other successful companies is the fact that they project for the future. Rarely are they creating things in real time. So if a company takes their business serious, they know that they would like to be around for more than this week, more than this year. Perhaps more than this decade, nine times out of 10, that's the case. So if other companies projecting for the future because number one, they recognize that they bring something to the table that has value and they recognize that they're in this for the long run, why not us? So if you check off those boxes that you have something to give to the world that's a value and you also check off the box that you wanna be in this for the entire marathon and not just the sprint, then we have to plan ahead. If you work on embodying those four steps that I just gave you, I promise you, you will be well on your way through this process. I want you to keep in mind that life is a process. So be gentle with yourself. That is very, very important. We're only taking one step at a time. That's all that it takes, okay? So keep your vision before you. And when you're navigating through a transition, I want you to know that there will be moments where you feel motivated and there will be days when it feels like the rug has been pulled from under you. I want you to anticipate unforeseen circumstances by keeping your vision before you. Remember your why, why you're doing what you're doing and keep a clear vision before you so you can know where you're going. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Be sure to share this with a friend. It will be a huge help for me, friends, if you leave a review, if this has helped you in any way, if it has motivated you, inspired you, just let me know in a review so other people can know what to anticipate when they join our tribe. I love you so much for listening and I hope you have a beautiful day.